Welcome to another edition of GNWP Talks 1325. My name is Matima Ravanika, and I'm a communications and advocacy intern here at GNWP. I'm joined here by my colleagues Kelly Isik and Patience Ikpe. So it's been 16 years since the adoption of the resolution 1325, um, and the Women, Peace, and Security agenda remains critical and relevant. Uh, what are some of the outcomes and challenges we faced during this year's 16th anniversary? Kelly. So some of the outcomes, I think, well, uh, throughout the events that we hosted, uh, one on South Sudan, one on Colombia and the peace process there, and one on the scorecard on monitoring 1325, I, I think one of the biggest achievements for JNWP was that all these events were just showcase how GNWP has been connected to or has been uh, able to bridge that gap and, and to really connect with uh, uh, grassroots organizations in order to really have their stories being told at the, at the global international level, which is what we do when it comes to global advocacy. Um, and, and, the, and the anniversaries in particular are very uh, important because this is the only time where a lot of these organizations or a lot of these people are able to voice uh, their opinions and have their voices be heard. Uh, and so for the, the Colombia event in particular, it was a tricky event uh, because it was right at the time where the peace process, the first one, the peace agreement that was drafted, uh, was rejected during the plebiscite. Um, and so after after the rejection uh, of the of the peace agreement, uh, you know, we had to really think of how to frame this new meeting, uh, this event, um, in order to give the in order to give a good representation of what women CSOs on the ground were doing to move forward uh, during this, you know, as they were looking at these challenges uh, that were coming from from the no campaign. And so we learned a lot from from that. We learned that. That you know, uh, women even they weren't women CSOs, especially in Colombia, weren't defeated by by the plebiscite. They continued to advocate for their rights, and they continued to advocate for them for they their position to be incorporated into the agreement. Um, and so I, I I think that that was one of the uh, strongest uh, events uh, when when it came came to showing that although we have this obstacle, we are able to achieve and we are able to move forward. Um, so, so that's one of the events that I, that I was closely associated with. I know patients worked uh, closely with the South Sudan event and, and I also think it went well. Okay, for me, the 16th anniversary, actually it was my first 16th anniversary here in New York, which I was very <laughs> glad to participate in. Um, what really struck me, and I must say the plus for GNWP, is our, our member was able to give uh, like a statement at the open debate, Rita Lopidia, um, we worked closely with her on South Sudan. She was able to portray the image of women, the plight women are going through in this country and make the international community understand that more has to be done. Though considerable success has been achieved, but more can still be done to alleviate the plight of women and children, particularly in conflict-torn um, countries. Another thing that struck me was on uh, events on South Sudan which was like a high-level event to discuss happenings in South Sudan and equality to bring to the fore the outcome of the peace dialogue. We had a particular speaker, Dr. Jane Kani, um, a South Sudanese in diaspora. She was able to make us understand that South Sudanese in diaspora need to unite. 
not just leaving South Sudan alone, but within diaspora, they should be able to bring their views and concerns to air and pressure their own government to ensure that the peace agreement is upheld in South Sudan. There was also a call for arms embargo, which really stands out, and there is need for the United Nations to listen to the cry of South Sudanese for an arms embargo to be able to alleviate the problems back home in South Sudan. The 16th anniversary and all anniversaries of 1325 for that matter are an important advocacy opportunities for GNWP. And in addition to what Kelly and Patience have already said, uh, we use this to highlight the most pressing issues of the day with regards to women, peace, and security. And uh, currently, the situation in South Sudan and the peace process in Colombia are the ones that uh, most of our members uh, feel very strongly about. That's why we dedicated two important panel discussions on those two countries. But generally, I should also say it's been a good year in terms of drawing attention to the recommendations in the 2015 global study on resolution 1325 that was commissioned by the secretary general and one of the important uh, recommendations in that global study is to put more effort in conflict prevention than intervention the un tends to be more active uh, in an interventionist kind of way when there is already a war rather than preventing wars from happening. Another important uh, recommendation from the 2015 global study that we were able to follow through this year is the one on financing for women, peace, and security. And as I hope many of our listeners know, uh, GNWP led the advocacy for the establishment of a fund. It's called the Global Acceleration Instrument on Women, Peace and Security and Humanitarian Action. This fund was officially established in February of this year, and it has now more or less eight to nine million US dollars lodged in the UN. Uh, to support countries in their implementation of Resolution 1325. And I think the most critical information here is that within the Global Funding Board, where GNWP is a member, we have an agreement that a total 50%, I mean 50% of the total funds will be dedicated to women's organizations and civil society, especially those that are directly working in conflict-affected communities. So that's an achievement, and we were able to, again, make use of the anniversary as an opportunity to um, invite or lobby other member states to donate to the Global Acceleration Instrument. My colleague Rachel Ford and Mavic actually had a, an in-depth conversation about the Global Acceleration Instrument, what it means and how it works. So keep an eye out for that great um as always to keep up with our work as mavic said you can follow us on twitter that's gnwp underscore gnwp 
and Instagram and Facebook. I'd like to thank Kelly and Patience for joining me today.